At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Back here on The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Always on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. The Major League Baseball All Star Break is here. The Home Run Derby is upon us. It will be on Monday evening and then the All Star Game on Tuesday evening. And, well, Monday, all, Monday Home Run Derby is going to be fun. It is a bracket-style competition, as uh, we have seen in recent seasons, and the bracket will be as follows. By, by the way, the seeding goes uh, by the home runs that you have um, here uh, already. So that's why Pete Alonso, who is the favorite to win the event, is not the number one seed. Kyle Schwarber is the number one seed. So here is the bracket. On the left side of the bracket, Kyle Schwarber is your number one seed. He will take on Albert Pujols, the number eight seed. And Pujols kind of like a, uh, and I don't want to call it like an honorary entry, but, you know, it's a nice thing. You know, Pujols, you know, the Hall of Famer, and probably his last go around here. Let's let him into the home run derby, have some fun. Uh, the other matchup on the left side of the bracket is Juan Soto, the four seed, against Jose Ramirez of the Guardians as the five seed. Odds for the participants on that left side of the bracket for Kyle Schwarber, he is uh, three to one odds to win the event there on the left side of that bracket. Uh, Albert Pujols, his opponent, is the longest odds in the field. I've been, I've even seen him as long as 23 to 1 or 25 to 1, which is pretty wild when you consider it, uh, up on the DraftKings Sportsbook, 22 to 1 for uh, Albert Pujols there as Kyle Schwarber is plus 330. Juan Soto to win the event is 6 to 1, and his opponent, Jose Ramirez, 16 to 1. As far as the matchups there on that left side, uh, Kyle Schwarber minus 300 against Albert Pujols, who's plus 250, and Juan Soto minus 180 against Jose Ramirez, plus 145. That is the left side of the home run derby bracket. The right side of the bracket is the defending back-to-back home run derby champion, the two-seed Pete Alonso 
who is a favorite to win the event at plus 200 up on DraftKings. His opponent is the seventh seed, Ronald Acuna Jr., who is at 6-1. to one. Alonzo is a minus 180 favorite over Ronald Acuna to plus 150 on the comeback. The other matchup on the right side of the bracket, Corey Seager, the three seed, who is nine to one to win the event, and the favorite for the American League Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, who is plus nine fifty. The matchup odds: Julio is the favorite, minus one thirty-five, to Corey Seager, plus one oh five. Here's where I'm at on this. I'm not going to bet the chalk. I don't want to bet the chalk. I want to get more of a payout than on Pete Alonso. Last year, I bet Pete Alonso it was a nice cash. And I thought that he was undervalued in the field. I thought the experience of participating in this event is something that is going to uh, benefit him. And so... That's why I picked him last year. And then, well, you look at uh, Dave Jouse last year, his pitching performance, and he was incredible. By far, he was the story of the home run derby. And so it was uh, it was incredible to watch. I mentioned that pitching ninja uh, video that was on Twitter that had the overlay of all the pitches, and they were all going in the same spot. So that's pretty um, pretty crazy. So yes, he's the rightful favorite. I wanted to bet somebody with a little longer odds. For Kyle Schwarber, I feel like he's got an, a pretty good path here because he'll get by Albert Pujols in the first round, and then it's just getting by Juan Soto, in my opinion, in the second round, which is going to be tough. Soto, I think, is a, a really good bet at 6-1. to one. You don't have to face Pete Alonso. Really, there's not a lot of competition. And last year, we saw Juan Soto um, in the uh, bracket against, he lost to Pete Alonso in the home run derby. But it was close, right? I mean, these guys went back and forth. Pete Alonso beat Juan Soto 16-15. to 15. After Juan Soto beat Otani with a 31-28 after it goes to a swing-off. They were tied 22-22 and then tied 28-28. So Juan Soto had to deal with a lot just to get out of the first round. Then, he, then you know, Pete Alonso took care of him in the second round. And then Pete Alonso wounds up, you know, edging out Trey Mancini in the, uh, the final there. I like Juan Soto at 6-1. Now, I actually looked a little bit longer. And I went with Corey Seager. At 9-1, to one, I understand he's got to go up against Pete Alonzo in the second round. But I think he's got a really good chance, not just against Alonzo, but I think he's got a great chance, even though he's an underdog, to get by Julio here in the first round. Julio Rodriguez has had a tremendous season for the Seattle Mariners. And I, I don't want to take anything away from the kid. 
who, um, you know, right now has, what does he have? How many home runs? 16 home runs on the season. I don't know his history in an event like this. I don't like taking guys who have never been in the event. And yes, I know it's been several years since Corey Seager was in the Home Run Derby, but he does have experience in the Home Run Derby. Corey Seager was in the 2016 Home Run Derby, lost out by one home run to Mark Trumbo in the first round in 2016. That was in Petco Park in San Diego. He hit 15 home runs. Trumbo hit 16 home runs. And looking across the entire first round of that 2016 home run derby, Corey Seager hit the third most home runs out of the eight participants. Think about that. He was eliminated in the first round. He had the third most home runs in the first round. Giancarlo Stanton had the most in the first round. Then Mark Trumbo, who beat Corey Seager, and then Corey Seager. And then everybody else had less home runs than Corey Seager in the first round. I think he knows what it takes to win this event. Obviously, he hasn't won it, but I think he knows what it takes to uh, participate in this event. He has been on a bit of a tear lately, right? He had that five-game stretch where he homered five games in a row, and I think that he's got a real good chance to get past Julio, and then when it comes to Pete Alonso, it's just, you know, a crapshoot. Just take a chance. See what he can do. He has played the bulk of his career in that stadium. Knows the sight lines. I'm sure picks up the ball well from, uh, you know, get the batter's eye in center field. He'll feel comfortable in that batter's box, looking around, seeing the sights, hearing the sounds. A little bit of a homecoming here for Corey Seager at Dodger Stadium. And I think the fans will receive him really well also. So I think if you're looking for which player the fan base is going to rally around, I think the fan base is going to cheer for the former Dodger in Corey Seager. I think Albert Pujols gets a ton of cheers. Remember, he played for the Dodgers for a little bit, and the Angels, obviously. So, you know, he's going to get a ton of uh, of cheers. That's about it. I think the two fan favorites are probably going to be Albert Pujols and Corey Seager. So I'm going 9-1 to one on Seager to win the Home Run Derby. Let's cash it, baby. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. And you take a look at, um, I will place a bet on him to beat Julio in the first round as well because I'm getting a little plus money there, plus 105. I will take him to beat Julio in the first round. This is going to be a fun event, uh, but also just 
be smart with the way that you're betting it. Yes, let's have fun. Let's, you know, uh, try and capitalize and on a market that is just a total crapshoot. But that's my handicap. I gave it to you. Let's go Corey Seager, 9-1. to one. I'll bet him in the first round over Julio as well. And I'll take, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber's just a massive favorite in the first round. So maybe you can parlay, like, Kyle Schwarber with, you know, uh, Pete Alonzo and Corey Seager. Something like that. It'll be fun. That's all we got here over the next couple of days in baseball. Home Run Derby Monday night. All-Star game coming up here on Tuesday. Coming up next, let's talk to Eric Moody. ESPN, getting to a little football as well. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Call this year's Derby and you can win big in the T-Mobile Home Run Derby Prediction Pool. Enter and take a swing at your share of $25,000 in prizes and the trip to the World Series. Presented by Capital One. Visit DraftKings.com slash T-Mobile to make your free predictions T-Mobile. We deliver outstanding wireless experiences, terms and conditions, and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Corey Seager, 9-1, to people. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's turn our attention to football as uh, we've done a lot of previewing as we progress throughout the summer. We're going to get to more and more, and for uh, to help us do that, we welcome in Eric Moody from ESPN. Eric, thanks so much for joining us here. On the look ahead here on VSIN, and uh, I want to talk to you about a couple of teams here that I'm interested in, but let's just start right here in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Derek okay. Carr is now reunited with his college roommate, his wide receiver in Devontae Adams, who, uh, you know, is putting some lofty expectations upon himself this season. I think a lot of fans here feel like this marriage is going to work out for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. How will it work out for Derek Carr specifically? And do you like mm-hmm. this addition to help Carr go over some of his prop numbers this season? No, I really do like this addition. Uh, you look at Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, obviously college teammates reunited, and I'm sure they've kept in touch you know, since they've uh, been on their NFL journeys. But if you look at uh, Derek Carr, I'm like, he's my favorite dark horse candidate 
uh, from a betting lens, like to lead the league in passing yards. And I think he's in a really good spot to exceed his passing yards prop. Uh, you look at last year with Carr. I'm like, he was fifth in the league in passing yards a year ago with 4,804 passing yards. And that was without Devontae Adams to catch his passes and also with Darren Waller missing time with an injury. And so, uh, you know, they had a lot of success at Fresno State, you know, uh, many years ago. I don't think it'll take them long to hit the ground running. So he's in a position to have a monster season. And how much does just the new coach help him out? Now he's in a Josh McDaniels offensive system that is certainly going to benefit him more than half a year of John Gruden and half a year of Rich Passaccia last season. Yeah, no, that's a very good point because you didn't have continuity with the coaching staff. And then just for him to be able to accomplish what he did last year amongst that dysfunction, then he has a, a more offensive-minded head coach and Josh McDaniels. I'm excited to see the fireworks in that AFC West division. It's going to be glorious. Let's stick in the AFC, but let's go to the East. Tua Tungavailoa has a new weapon in okay. Tyreek Hill. How does this work out with the two of them and uh, with the new head coach in Mike McDaniel? What's this offense going to look like? What do you like about the prop positions for both Tua and Tyreek Hill? Yeah, when you look at uh, Tua and Tyreek Hill, I, I, I like them both from a prop lens. You know, for Tua to go over passing yards, Hill to go over receiving yards, I'll kind of bob and weave between both of them. So you look at Tua first. He's in a great position to exceed that prop. Uh, you look at the Dolphins. They've overhauled the roster. They have one of the talented, I would say the most talented group of offensive playmakers in the league, one of the best. Uh, especially when you have Tyreek Hill as Tua's new number one receiver, I think everything comes together for the former first-round pick this year. Uh, you mentioned Mike McDaniels, great fit for Tua in multiple ways. Uh, his coaching style isn't as overbearing as Brian Flores, which is good for Tua. Secondly, you look at McDaniel's offense, he does like to take advantage of his receiver's ability to get yards after the catch. So he's got Jalen Waddell, Hill, they both excel in that area. Look at Tua, he can have a career season in uh, 2022. I'll uh, kind of leave you with the stat here. Uh, I thought this was interesting. So since 2010, there have been 29 quarterbacks selected in the first round uh, to have a pass attempt in their third NFL season. Now of those 29 quarterbacks, 25 played more than half of their team's games. Furthermore, 17 of the 25 quarterbacks who played in over 50% of their team's games went over Tua's passing yards prop. Again, he's in a great position to have a career season. And the trend looks really good for Hill, too, when you look at uh, former uh, receivers with their old teams that went over 1,000 receiving yards the previous year. It's a, you know, it's a high probability he'll exceed that mark in 2022. So I love both of those players. And I feel like it's a good uh, bet because, especially for Tyreek Hill, mm -hmm. Because oh, yeah. I don't want to say that he's going to get force-fed, but yes, he's going to get force-fed. I mean, two is kind of fighting for yeah. his career, and <laughs> you got the new guy that comes in, and it's like my best opportunity for success is to just put the ball in his hands. So I got to think that two is going to do everything in his possible in his power to uh, give Tyreek oh, as yeah. many chances as possible. Uh, let's continue Absolutely. the wide receiver conversation. Any other wide receivers that you like? to go over their props. Ooh, when you look at these props, uh, I know Mike Evans is one uh, that comes to mind quite a bit for me. Uh, he's age 29, going into his age 29 season, still in his physical prime. I'm like, he surpassed like a 1,000 receiving yards in like every season of his NFL career up to this point. And also with Tom Brady back under center, you know, that trend is going to continue as well. Your piece is falling out. That's mm -hmm. first. Okay. So, you know, Evans, he's averaged, you know, 8.7 targets per game uh, in his career. Uh, if you look over the last two seasons of Brady in particular, you know, Evans has caught 140 passes. Only Chris Godwin has caught more. Uh, but when you look at Godwin's early season status, Rob Gronkowski retired. Evans could have a career high in receiving yards this year. Hmm. 
I like it. You know, I like Evans, um, especially with the injury situation there in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Evans could be good. Um, anybody else that you do you like anybody to go under? Is there anybody that's a little overvalued in the market in your opinion? You know what? I, I just I, I've been like hooked on these overs, like yeah. with these players. It hasn't when, when I was going through my initial analysis with these, um, you know, with these props. It's just so many guys that caught my eye that went over. Um, you know, I'll kind of give you another one. Um, you know, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> I know a lot of people are thinking, "Oh my goodness, they've got a you know Davis Mills yeah, here." Exactly. And the Texans <laughs> has been like an offensive and defensive dumpster fire, but we won't get into that. But you look at last season with Cooks, I'm like, he had a career high 90 receptions, and if you look at his 171 receptions in his two seasons with the Texans, are tied for the seventh most in franchise history. And like over that time frame, like Cooks has averaged 8.1 targets, 70.5 receiving yards per game. He's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. You know, six seasons with a thousand or more receiving yards. I also like Deontay Johnson too, even with Mr. Bisky under center. So mm. it's a lot of a lot of great bets out there. Well, might be Kenny Pickett under center, so it, it might actually help uh, Deontay Johnson for his wide receiver props. You know, uh, I was looking at, and a lot of people have. It's not just me. Uh, offensive Player of the Year awards and Justin Jefferson is a guy who is certainly very attractive and when you consider his new head coach right and Kevin O'Connell coming from the Rams where Cooper Mm -hmm. Cup just set all sorts of records at the wide receiver position why Mm -hmm. can't Justin Jefferson do what Cooper Cup did last year do you think Jefferson is primed for a big season no, I, I think he is because you brought up a lot of really good points because I would say, first of all, I think the targets will be there. Um, you know, with that connective tissue, like with the Los Angeles Rams and what Cooper Cup was able to do, Jefferson is talented enough to replicate that. But I think it helps him, too, where you've got a lot of uncertainty with the Vikings receivers. I'm like, you've got, you know, Adam Thielen um, dealt with injuries, you know, getting towards like that tail end, you know, of his career where he's still going to be in his prime. But, you know, he, he's missed some time. And so he's not as effective, obviously, when he's injured. But then you still have a kind of a question mark with their number three wide receiver and also a tight end going into this year. So I, I, yeah, I think the result of that would be, hey, let's just feed Justin Jefferson, give him some more targets. And he's a young player. You know, he gave us, obviously, a taste of what he's capable of. And I think he can do more. So he could be the next Cooper Cup. For a guy like uh, Amari Cooper, now in Cleveland, would you look to the under on his numbers because of the quarterback uncertainty? And we assume that Deshaun Watson's going to get some type of suspension. Now, look, if Watson plays the majority of the season, I think Cooper mm-hmm. Cup's going to have a great year. But, I mean, oh, yeah. excuse me, Amari Cooper. But if, yeah, Cooper. if Watson is out for, let's say, six to eight games <laughs> and it's Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, well, I'm not confident in Amari Cooper putting up big numbers. Yeah, no, uh, you're, you're right. No, you're spot on because I guess the thing with the thing with the Browns is like the targets will be there. The targets will be there, and, and that's a good thing. But the quality of those targets will be different when you have someone like uh, where you don't have Deshaun Watson under center and uh, Jacoby Brissett. So I'm, I'm with you. I would lean the uh, the under on that one. I guess you know the, the one thing that you do have to look out for is <laughs> when teams are playing against uh, the Browns, and let's say it's Jacoby Brissett. They know yeah. it's, look, it's Nick Chubb, right? So they stack the box. It's one going to be one-on-one coverage on the outside. And then, you know, Amari Cooper and one-on-one, I don't care who's throwing him the football. As long as you get it there, he's going to beat 
somebody that's covering him one-on-one. So uh, that could be a, maybe yeah. a dangerous prop to go under. Uh, Erica, any final ones you want to leave us with here before we get before we get going? Ooh, let's see what I can leave everyone with. Ooh, this this one may uh, this one may surprise people. Okay, but I'll I'll go ahead and put it out there really quick. So I do like the Lions this year. Uh, I do like Jared Goff. Some people maybe their mouth maybe dropped like on the floor, but I'll leave you with this stat: like midway through the season, when Anthony Lynn was uh, was canned, mm-hmm. uh, they had Dan Campbell took over the play calling duties, and Goff's play improved significantly. And they've got Ben Johnson that's there, and they're really collaborating offensively on what this offense will look like. And they have the personnel to replicate what made Goff so successful, you know, during that season in LA, where he was phenomenal. And so I think they're going to try to recreate that. Not saying he's going to replicate that entirely, but he's a bet that I like. All right. We'll look out for that one. Eric, appreciate the time and the conversation. We'll do it again soon. No, sounds good. Anytime. There he is. Eric Booty from ESPN giving us some prop bets for the upcoming football season. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. This is The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at Victory Heineken. Beer made better. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. Let's look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Um, well, we have, um, you know, the Major League Baseball all-star break and you're thinking to yourself, well, there's just nothing that we got going on in sports to bet on. Well, you couldn't be further from the truth yes we have the home run derby and we talked about that but uh we do have some soccer like we did the read here the heineken read you got the Concacaf women's championship and uh at well 10 o'clock eastern time so monday night the united states women will face off against canada and that is going to be a rematch i believe of was it the Olympics where Canada knocked out the United States? That was like the last uh, big loss for the U.S. women when they lost to Canada. So there's a little bit of a revenge factor there. Can we? Is there odds on this? Where is this? I'm trying to see if I can get some odds here. Um, so hard to find here. Um, intern, I got the Euro 2022 USA Open. Trying to find this CONCACAF. Anyway, see if we can get some odds here on the U.S. Uh, women taking on um, Canada. That game is going to be at 10 o'clock Eastern time here on Monday evening. The game before that is Costa Rica against Jamaica. That's the CONCACAF Women's Championship. You have the UEFA um, Euros, the Women's Euros, going on. Tomorrow's matchups, we have Iceland against France. And Italy against Belgium is uh, the odds for those. And let's see, anything else going on here on the soccer board? Um, no, Mexican USL, 
That's San Diego Loyal. That's Landon Donovan's team against Colorado Springs. Um, that's really it going on in the... There's a bunch of international soccer. So if you're one of these international soccer handicappers, you got games going on all day. But in terms of games you know, here in the United States, uh, like I said, you'll have the U.S. women... Well, the Euro Championships are on ESPN2 and ESPN+, Plus, but uh, I guess on Paramount or whatnot, you're going to get the U.S. women taking on um, Canada in, I don't know where this game is. Oh, it's in Mexico. Game is in Mexico, in Guadalupe. You have USA and Canada, the U.S. women against the Canadian women, uh, CONCACAF Women's Championship, the final. So that's going to be one where I think the U.S. women are going to get revenge uh, of their last loss to Canada. And I have not seen odds on it yet. I will keep looking to see if we can find any odds on that match. I would imagine the U.S. women are favored. But, hey, because they lost to Canada the last time out, I I don't know if it's going to be that heavy of a favorite. But speaking of the All-Star break, the All-Star game is on Tuesday. And the under has hit 12 of the last 15 years. Much like we've seen in the uh, Army-Navy trend, right? Like, remember, like, Army-Navy goes under every year. It's like, how low can you make this total? And then they line up the total, and it's just so extremely low, and you're scared to bet the under. The total for the All-Star game on Tuesday on DraftKings now is down to 7.5. It's so enticing to take an over 7.5. It really is. It's just such a low number. You know, I think if it was 8.5, I'd buy into this whole under trend. You know, 12 of the last 15 years um, of going under. But to see it at seven and a half, I don't know if I could, uh, I don't know if I can get on board with the seven and a half total. Um, Let's see if we can give uh, the results here of the All Star games in the past. So last year, it was a 5 2 finish at Coors Field. Um, in 2020, obviously, there was no uh, um, COVID, all that stuff. Uh, let's see. You got 2019, 4-3. 2017, 8-6. So that game went way over Nationals Park. Uh, July uh, 2017, 2-1. 2016, 4-2. 2015, 6-3. That was uh, over. And then 5-3, 3 8 Zero five one four. So I, I think we could head towards an over here. By the way, the American League has won the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight straight wins for the American League in the All Star Game, and uh, doesn't matter where it's been played because uh, it was at a National League park last year. American League won. National League Park in 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, and 2013. All National League Parks with American League winners. Um, The MVP of the All-Star Game last year, Vlad Guerrero Jr. And so, yeah, 
that's where we are. American League and the under has kind of been the trend to go with. The American League is a uh, right now minus 105 up on DraftKings. The National League minus 115. Total of 7.5. I think I'm going to go over. I think I'm going to go over. Let's take a look at the lineups, though, right? Let's go with the All-Star Game lineups. And, again, we don't know what the um, official All-Star Game is going to look like. But here are the, uh, we've had a bunch of replacements now for the All-Star Game. Here's your list of replacements. Freddie Freeman is replacing Starling Marte. Uh, Miles Michaelis replaces Corbin Burns. Ty France of the Mariners is replacing Mike Trout. And so Byron Buxton uh, gets moved into the starting lineup for the American League. Um, and then let's see, you got Liam Hendricks, Jordan Romano, replace Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Max Freed. So there's just, it's, look, it's great to be an all-star, but at, you know, you have a bunch of, a bunch of replacements coming in for guys that aren't playing. It's like everyone's an all-star. But here's your American League starters right now. Okay, you got Alejandro Kirk at catcher from the Blue Jays. Vlad from the Blue Jays playing first base. You got um, Andres Jimenez from the Guardians who will play second base replacing Jose Altuve. Rafael Devers of the Red Sox at third. Tim Anderson of the White Sox at short. And then in the outfield, Aaron Judge of the Yankees. Giancarlo Stanton of the Yankees and Byron Buxton of the Twins, who replaces Mike Trout, and then Shohei Otani is the DH. In the National League, you have um, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs as the catcher, Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals at first base, Jeff McNeil of the Mets is going to be at second base, replacing Jazz Chisholm of the Marlins, Uh, Manny Machado of the Padres at third, Trey Turner of the Dodgers at short, And then Ronald Acuna of the Braves, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers, Jock Peterson of the Giants in the outfield with Bryce Harper supposed to be the DH, but he is obviously not going to play in the game because of an injury. So you got to wonder, here's the list of, uh, it'll be William Contreras of the Braves, uh, Garrett Cooper of the Marlins, who is the replacement for Bryce Harper. The rest of the National League reserves, Travis Darno of the Braves, Nolan Arenado is going to miss the game. Pete Alonzo, C.J. Crone of the Rockies, Dansby Swanson of the Braves, Austin Riley of the Braves replaces Arenado. Jake Cronenworth is the injury replacement for Jazz Chisholm, and Freddie Freeman uh, picked as a replacement as well. Kyle Schwarber in the outfield, Juan Soto, uh, and then Ian Happ of the Cubs, Starling Marte not playing, obviously. Reserves in the American League, Jose Trevino, catcher of the Yankees, and then you got Luis Arise of the Twins, Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox, Corey Seager, Jose Ramirez, Santiago Espinal uh, of the Blue Jays, Ty France of the Mariners, George Springer, who's not going to play, Byron Buxton, who is, Andrew Benintendi of the Royals, Kyle Tucker of the Astros, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, and Jordan Alvarez is not going to play, obviously. J.D. Martinez of the Red Sox replaces him as well. Oh, forgot to mention Miguel Cabrera. And Albert Pujols have been, are also playing as your legacy selections to the All-Star Game. Once again, National League slight favorites, and the total is at seven and a half. 
Let's get into college football. Coming up next, our very own Steve Mackinnon will join me here on the program. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Here to talk to us about his latest piece in uh, Point Spread Weekly is our senior editor, is Steve Mackinnon. And the, to- the topic for Steve is the college football outlook here for 2022 and your season win totals. Real quick, though, Steve, uh, how did how was, how did last season's win totals fare out for you? Well, I tell you what, I did this piece uh, a year ago, ten plays ahead, I hit seven out of ten. I I have a pretty good routine each season for looking at the college football season as well as the pro football season. I It's, it's really about a five or six step process. I, I analyze the new coaching uh, staffs, uh, look at the recruiting rankings for each of the programs. I, I do these transitional systems that look from uh, look at team stats from one season and how they may uh, impact the current season. Uh, I look at, uh, I, I build my power ratings, run them against the schedules, and uh, I do a couple other things too. But it's it's a pretty in depth process. I follow it religiously every spring, and uh, I'm able to, uh, I, what I feel, get very prepared for each college football season. Has it been challenging in recent years, just with the transfer portal, and and you're looking at the, the returning uh, production from a season ago, but then you have these kids that are coming in and transferring. And playing right away, or, or you know, players that are leaving—it's not so much you know uh, recruits coming in. It's 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 college football free agency is what we have pretty much now. Yeah, it uh, makes it a little bit tougher. Uh, however, uh, one of the s- sites I like to use two four seven sports.com for my recruiting things. Now, 
uh, what they've done the last year or two is they've added, they've combined the transfer portal and the new recruits ranking. So you can actually get a better feel for the total encompassment of a new talent they're adding. Now, when you get a situation where you get a particular transfer quarterback, you've got a pretty good body of work for that team. Mm-hmm. In my stability scores that I like to post each year, I do count that uh, guy as a new starter, however, because he is working into a new system, new team, and uh, there is going to be, a, uh, I guess, a period of time where it's going to be a challenge for that guy. Well, let's talk about some of your uh, overs and unders, and uh, let's jump to an over first. And uh, I was a little surprised when I saw it here. Uh, North Carolina, you got them over seven and a half wins. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are not as high on the Tar Heels as you are. What was your breakdown here? To me, this comes down to talent. Uh, th- there's been a lot of uh, great recruiting done by uh, Mac Brown in North Carolina. I mean, this team has really stepped up in that regard. Now, they're losing Sam Howell this year, and obviously that's going to be a noteworthy loss. However, if you consider the way this team has played, I believe I would characterize it as an underachievement over the last three seasons. Perhaps a fresh start here at quarterback, and with Drake May coming in, he's he's possibly a better alternative than Howell. He's a five-star recruit. His brother started on the basketball team. Uh, so there's a lot pointing forward here. I do not like... Uh, the coastal division of the ACC. I think it's it could be anybody's uh, race to win at this point. And uh, North Carolina is just as talented, if not more, than anybody else in that division. Yeah, you're right. The, I mean, the conference is just weak. That's just that's just a fact, right? It's it's Clemson. I'd be shocked if Clemson doesn't win the conference this year. I know a lot of people are high on Miami because of the quarterback, but uh, it's really the, the 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 entire ACC is just not as uh, competitive as it once was. Uh, let's talk about another over here that you have. Um, this is a team that I literally love betting on. Uh, if, you, if you go back to my college football picks over the past several seasons, you will see many bets on the SMU Mustangs. You have them over seven wins. Talk about what you like here uh, over in Dallas. Well, I tell you what, there's not a lot of situations every year where I will take a new coaching staff to go over a total. And uh, SMU is going with Rhett, Rhett Lashley here as a quarterback or their new coach, but he used to be with the program and helped kind of build the offense a few years ago. Uh, Tanner Mordecai is back as their quarterback. The Oklahoma transfer had a big season last year. Uh, this is this is a good situation. I, I like the look of the American Conference this year. Since he's probably going to take a maybe a step back here because they're going to be threatened by Houston, uh, SMU, and UCF. I think all three of those programs are going to be on, on the up and up this year, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those teams went over their totals. All right, let's talk about a polarizing under that you have, and that's the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, I, and and listen, I don't hate it necessarily because. This is a program in a lot of transition, right? Brent Venables comes in as the new head coach, and and it's it's a shift away from an offensive mindset to a defensive mindset. There's a lot of uh, – and with all – I love Dylan Gabriel. I loved him at UCF. I'm sure he's going to be fine here at Oklahoma. But I'm a little bit cautious to back the Sooners this year. So talk to me a little bit more about why you're on the under nine-and-a-half wins. 
Well, I think, honestly, Scott, I think you've already touched upon most <laughs> of the reason I am. I mean, you, you you got a big, this is a big time scheme change. This is a team that's used to playing football a certain way. This is, this is a shock to the system. I mean, you, you could talk about scheme changes at other programs, but this is a big one. This is a big shock. So, uh, I, I think over the long haul, Venables is going to be successful at Oklahoma. Obviously, mm-hmm. they, they got recruits, and uh, I think they got a chance to maybe even go to a higher level by getting better on the defensive side of the ball. Let's be honest. They need, they need to. Um, but uh, this year might be a, a tran- transition type of season, and not going to say that they're going to fall on their face, or, but uh, you look at nine and a half wins here, uh, typical Oklahoma team's 10 wins. So Yeah. There's not a whole lot of room for error. This, yeah, this feels like a nine-win team. Like that's the ceiling. This feels like a nine-win season for Oklahoma. So would that? I mean, would agree. Would that mean you have Texas winning the Big Twelve? Certainly can be a threat. Uh, I think one of the teams not being talked about much here is TCU. Mm. Big coaching change there. Uh, fresh start there. It sounds from what, everything I'm read, that team needed a fresh start. Yeah, and there's a lot of talent there. And then, of course, Oklahoma State will uh, will be right in the mix as well. Yeah, and uh, Sonny Dykes goes over from Dallas to Fort Worth. It's uh, <laughs> a little little transition, but that's great because the recruiting, right? You can you can still recruit the area really well over there. Um, let me let's get to an, another under here. Uh, Western Kentucky under eight and a half. You have there. Yeah, this is one of my favorite plays here, I think, out of, out of the game, teams I wrote about. Now, you could talk about returning starters. You could talk about player losses. But I'm not sure there's a single program across the country that loses as important of a player as Western Kentucky did in the offseason with Bailey Zapp, uh, the quarterback. With him, they added him last year for basically a one-year rental after a very prolific career at Houston Baptist. And they went from 19 points a game to 44 yeah. points per game in one season. It went five to nine wins overall. Their, their win total is set at eight and a half. For them to get to eight and a half, that means they, they won eight in the regular season last year. That means they are going to have to be better this year than they were with Zappy throwing for all the yards he did. Mm. Uh, and they only have about half of their starters back. Uh, I, I, I'm really having a hard time seeing the logic behind the uh, eight and a half wins. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, again, I have to look at their schedule and see, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm feeling it here. Uh, let's go one more here real quick. Got about 90 seconds left. Uh, let's go to the big 10. Talk to me about Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern's an interesting uh, situation here. This is a team you can pretty much get a good read on by what they're bringing back typically each season. Over the last five seasons, in the seasons that they've had a lot of starters back, they've been very competitive. They've won, I think, 10, 9, and 7 games in the three seasons where they've had at least 13 starters back. Last year, they were very inexperienced in a season in which there was a ton of experience coming back. And they won three games. Last year's total was, for them was six, six and a half. And this was one of my easiest winners I posted last year. This year, it's three and a half. Oh. They, start, they start the season with Duke or, or Nebraska in, in, in Dub, the game in Dublin. Then they got Duke, I believe, Southern Illinois. And uh, who was the other team? Let me grab that quick here. Uh, Miami, Ohio. Mm-hmm. All in their first four games. 
Their over-under total is three and a half. If they beat Nebraska in that game in Dublin, this this one could be over by October 1st. I, I like it. I like it yeah, a lot. I, I, they're in a good spot here. I think uh, they, whenever they're experienced, they're very competitive and they surprise people. Steve, appreciate the time and the insight and look forward to reading more in uh, Point Spread Weekly. Uh, thank you for having me, Scott. There he is, Steve Mackin. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.